Welcome to the Right Now Show. This show is all about inspiring our generation, people in their 20s, to go out and actually go for your dream, to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is. And I know that you listening, you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And I want you to go out and I want you to make that happen. And on this show, we're going to bring on people that have inspired us, that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds. And this show is called The Right Now Show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment. Let's get into the show. We got Gabe Janice on the show. Um, we all went to Banger, fun fact. Oh, and, did uh, you go to Banger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Straight okay. out of Banger. Were you like new? No, I was way before. <laughs> like I was, uh, I graduated in 2018. I don't know when you oh, graduated. Okay. He just has one of those one of those faces. He was a year hard behind to recognize. <laughs> he just blends in. Maybe you just yeah. look, maybe you just look different because I feel like I would have remembered. Yeah, he yeah. does. He used to know. be he used to be Football pretty player. thick, man. He used okay. to be pretty, yeah. His face was a little bigger. Just call me fat. Just call okay, me so, fat. so that's no, you that's, that's fat, probably but. what it was. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it's good. I was just I telling know. him. We saw. I looked at a video of him the other day from like two years ago, and he had like his head shaved and his face was all blown up. <laughs> I was like, bro, I didn't even recognize you. Dude, pictures <laughs> pictures are they come in handy, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to get that so, like, diet um, in check. So, uh, what are, you're a fitness and mindset coach, right? That's like your job title, and you're an entrepreneur. You know, self made. Yeah. I mean, so I started off just like coaching people with like, um, you know, fitness and stuff. And I really, I I call myself a mindset coach because there's like a lot of tools within my coaching and like ways of going about improving your mindset like for example we do like a a weekly call Mm -hmm. every week me and the group we do like a 60 minute live call and we basically strategize like things you wouldn't really think about like nothing really like nutrition or training related which we do get sometimes talk about that on those calls but it's more like the approach right and stuff like that so yeah um that's i i call myself a my i don't i don't it's like a weird thing to call yourself like a mindset coach, I guess. But um, the reason I say it is because there's just a lot of things I teach that have a lot of utility with right. like improving your mindset. But yeah, they go hand in hand, and, and people they struggle with the same things. And really, that's the thing that's holding them back: why they're not dieting and exercising and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a mindset thing for sure. For sure. Now, um, how many people have you coached? Like in my life? Yeah. Honestly, probably over like a thousand at this point. Wow. Because I've been coaching since I was 19. Right. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I've been coaching since I was like 16, 15. Because actually, it's funny. Um, I'll just name drop. Do you know who Aaron Mulich is? I've heard of him. I do. He was one of the first people. Actually, it's funny that um, he might not even know this. He was one of the first people that I wrote a diet and workout plan for. Okay. This shit. Um, yeah. And this is just because I was just like messing around in school once. Um. And I guess I started to coach because I really liked because people needed the help. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a practical thing at first. Like I wasn't always like in the beginning, like, oh, I want to coach people like that. Wasn't, I wasn't really like thinking about it. It just, just natural. People just wanted to help, wanted the help. And then, you know, it turns into a business, obviously, like when you start charging people for it. And I realized, you know, because at first you start helping people, then you want to make money off of it. For sure. So, you know, you have to learn, obviously, sales and marketing and stuff like that, especially with social media. But um, that's kind of, I would say, really, that's those are, like, the two the two main things that I do is, like, the coaching, but also, like, sales and marketing. Because, mm. like, that is, like, a whole, the whole other side of yeah. 
I want to get that. into that later in the podcast for sure. Cause I mean, yeah. I'm an entrepreneur too. So that's how my brain works. And I want to know like, you know, kind of like how you do your things, you know? And what yeah. That's why I was excited to sit down with you guys just because yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious about what you guys got going on too. For sure. Um, so, cause yeah. I like, I like what I've seen so far. It looks really good. Like all the high quality videos that you're dropping. And all Appreciate your it, and bro. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive into your story. You know, what, what was Gabe like before you got big, you know, like um, beginning of high school when you were, I guess you were pretty small, right? I mean, yeah, I was, I was skinny, um, really skinny. I actually, you know, bodybuilding came from a very interesting place actually. And this will have to do with like why I was like skinny and why I had like a certain image in middle school, um, we could say, cause that was like before when I, before I started working out, um, I was in like in a band, I was in music for a long time. Mm. Um, and I've found that I emulated people that I admired a lot. So like I would dress and try to be like people that I saw in bands. Mm. Um, you guys can probably relate to this. If you had like, um, you know, sports, person maybe like an athlete that you looked up to definitely i wasn't like i've always been more into like music and like the arts versus like sports and stuff so mm -hmm. which has a lot to do with my approach with bodybuilding um but yeah i was a really i wasn't really in, i didn't care about like athletics or anything like that yeah it was always from like an aesthetic point of view mm -hmm. and um before i started working out i guess you know i really um i liked art and stuff like that like i like drawing and music so that's that's kind of who i was before before i started working out you know i i didn't working out came really weird it, it, it was a really weird thing for me like i was like really young and honestly part of it was like i saw other people getting attention because they were like more muscular okay so like that was like something that was like oh like if you're more muscular, like you're more like admired and people like take you more seriously. Yeah. Like they res they might respect you more because your outward appearance like says a lot about who you are, you know, what you do, like behind, I guess behind closed doors kind of, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah, like for sure. it kind of, it like shows like who you are as a person, I guess. So I've always, um, I'm not really afraid to admit it, but I've always been aware of my image from a young age, yeah. like how I look to other people and how I present myself to other people. Not that I really think that it matters so much as like you have to like be a certain way, but I've also, I've always known that people look at you and they make these, you know, first impressions are everything, you know, mm -hmm. people judge oh, yeah. you based off the way you look, you know, which I'm not really asking to be you know, liked, but it's more that I've always just had an awareness of like, okay, like mm -hmm. people, how you look is really kind of like an, you know, a clear reflection of who you are on the inside. So for sure, you know, now what was your confidence? Like, like what were you, what was your personality like before, you know, you got big, honestly, dude, you know, cause a lot of people say that they weren't confident and they weren't like, yeah, you know, you know, maybe they were bullied into working out or exercising mm -hmm. or like, you could even say that about anything, like yeah. bu bullied into like making more money or like having a certain status. For right? sure. Um, but honestly, dude, I was I wasn't really like um, I didn't really have like a low self esteem. Um, I think I I had really good parents. Like my parents encouraged me a lot. Like they, my mom really believed in me. So 
I never really felt like she would always, it was never, we never really focused on like weaknesses. It was only like pushing the strengths. For sure. So like I was like really good at like drawing. So I would like only do that and like music. Mm -hmm. So I would like only focus on that. And I was always like one track minded. Yeah. But I always had confidence because I was free and open and able to do the things that I was good at. You know, thanks to my mom, really. You know, skateboarding is another one, too, which was, like, when I was younger. But um, I would say I was less confident, though, only because, obviously, you don't put your body through years of training and nutrition and all, you know, all that for nothing, you know. Um, I did desire, you know, better for myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when when you start working out or you start a fitness endeavor, you don't really know what you're getting into until you start. And there's just all this other stuff that comes with it. Oh, yeah. You just never really expected. Mm-hmm. So you do. It's so funny. Like we have an idea of maybe what it's going to look like, but it always is a little different. Yeah. And you learn. I don't know. You just learn so much about yourself in the process. But yeah, before I, I honestly, I don't even want to say like I was like super low self-esteem or not confident. Mm-hmm. I kind of was because um, with the whole music thing, I was in a band for a long time. Right. And I guess I. I I always felt like this weird thing ever since I was like a young kid like I had to be really good at something. Yeah. Like and it literally it literally would am I allowed to curse on this? Oh yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, bo- it would bother the fuck out of me. And I say I'm not afraid to admit this cuz I feel like a lot of maybe guys are is that it really pissed me off when people were better than me at something. You know, if they were better than me at anything, it just, like, I got so competitive. Like, and I would be, like, so, like, inquisitive about, like, why? Yeah. You know, like, I would be, like, so over-analytical, you know? Maybe you guys, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you you know, you could say that with, like, even sports teams in high school, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, why is this person better than me? Like, he just, like, wakes up, like, does the same thing as me, but why is he better than me? You know? So that really irked me. Um so I think a lot of that drove me because I wanted to like do something. I've always wanted to do something significant. Like it just like one of my worst fears is like it sounds so cliche, but like being average, I guess. But like not even that. Like more like just like on tap potential. Yeah, or like just like it sounds weird, but almost like being forgotten. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just want to stand out and something. Yeah, you want to just yeah. stand out. You know what I mean. For and sure. I feel like I've always like been aware of that. You know, um, it used to ke- just keep me up at night, honestly, like, as a young person. Like, mm-hmm. y- I'm 27. I still consider myself young. But, I mean, like, you know, my early teens, especially my 20s, which was more of a struggle period for me. But it used to keep me up at night because I would be like, oh, man, dude, like, you got to do something significant. Like, you know, we're all trying to do something significant, we, significant you know. We, we all have, like, an idea of what that is. But that's always drove me since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, now did you have like any any people that you looked up to, any mentors like in the beginning of your life? Yeah, I mean, I would say my mom had a huge impact on me, honestly, and my dad too, in different ways. Because obviously, your parents, you know, you know, have a huge impact on you, you know, regardless, just because you're like around them and they're like raising you and stuff. You know, if you have if you're privileged enough to be raised by both parents, which I was, um, yeah, I, I would say like. No one, like, in particular, like, I, I, you know, I idolized people a lot that were in bands. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would just, like, 
and I would say this is actually a mistake is I would actually from a ch- as a child and I think we all do this and I think it's actually bad is we create this giant gap between ourselves and people that are like at the top you could say are like you know good at something like we just do it because like we are told that we're average or we're told that like for example in school like because we all went to the same school just think about someone who was like famous while we were in school you know like wow did you hear what happened like with fucking you know mac miller you know something like that it's just like you know rest in peace mac miller but like just we separate ourselves from these people and you know think about just like at the most basic level i'll just i'll give like a funny one there was like kids in our high school that were like soundcloud rappers right Mm -hmm. you know that were like rapping you know trying to make music like that was cool but like there was literally people that did that for example like mac miller or like other rapper Mm -hmm. that actually did that and got and became what they were right yeah and I think that it's almost like we create this gap between ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's 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 fair because you know it makes sense, right, to do that. But I, I think it's it's almost like good to keep a little bit of that delusion because like you ever see someone who's like like a rapper or like someone who's really successful, and you're like, how did they even oh, get where they the are? Oh, Look yeah. at Jake Paul. That's a good example. Dude, with like, that's a great example. They put, like, what I'm getting from this is like, you put them on a pedestal, and then you're pretty much just like, you have like that delusion of like, oh, that could never be me. Well, yeah. Well, well, what I'm saying is, you put them on a pedestal, and you justify why there's a gap between you and them. Yeah. Because you know you're, you know, people that are older than you were telling you, hey, it's like simmer down, dude. Like, you know, you're good right. at sports now, but like, just take it easy, bro. You're not gonna go pro. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to, you know, you're, th- this music thing is kind of just a hobby for you, man. You know, people tell you, and, you're, and and it's actually, it's, they could be right. You know what I mean? You know, right. it's because people have said that to me and people, you know, like I've had people say like, which I are, I always knew this, that there's no money in bodybuilding, which I always knew that there isn't really money in bodybuilding directly at competing. Mm-hmm. But if I actually listened to them, then I would be making no money yeah. and I would have no following i would have no business i would have nothing if i, I actually believed. settled down yeah yeah so what i'm trying to say is is that from a young age a big mistake that i made and this held me back for a really long time is dude and this is actually now what i one of the things i preach the most consistently with my messages is that is that these people that these like people that are successful or like that you see them winning in society whatever they're not better than you necessarily but you can harness the same type of energy for yourself. You can do the same things. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't create that, make the mistake that I made that held me back for a long time and create that gap between yourself and people that are really good at something or really successful. I just think it's a mistake. For sure. Yeah. Now, do you have a do you have a coach uh, for your coaching? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, do you have a mentor to help, you know, better your coaching program? Um, so I did work with one coach directly, one business coach. His name is Wes Watson. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Um, he helped me a lot. He helped me structure my day and simplify the pro the, you know, the, my business process. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, he definitely did help grow my business. So shout out to him. Shout out to Wes Watson. Um, he's crazy, dude. He's doing like 2 million a month in like coaching. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. High ticket right there. Um, yeah, he's doing high ticket. Yeah. Some low, lower ticket stuff and high, high ticket. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
it's just crazy. So he was like a no brainer to hire. But to be honest, man, um, I've really followed primarily, you know, a, a few people. Um, I don't know if you know, who, I'm sure you know who Alex Hormozzi is. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. one big one for me. Um, yeah. Andy Frazella, mm-hmm. huge one for me. Um, those guys, and when Wes, obviously, you know, I worked directly with him, so he was another one. Um, those guys had a huge impact on me. Um, I, I learned early on that there's a lot of consistencies with these guys' messages. Mm-hmm. And it's good to just find the people that you resonate with the most because you're going to be able to digest the message the best. For sure. You know, because, you know, and this is another thing that holds people back, I think, is like there's so many people out there and there's so much information out there. It's like, who do you listen to? And this is actually a really good piece of advice that actually Alex Hormozzi um, said is to just pick those core people, kind of like study them mm-hmm. or pick those four or five books, read right. them five times each, right? For sure. And, you know, you can really digest the information. I think that's really important. Yeah, just to, mastery. To, you want to master yeah, something. Yeah, hone in mastery. You don't have to have this like scattered approach of trying to learn Not gonna everything. Not going to go anywhere, yeah. Because then it hurts you too. Because then, then you're like, oh my God, I didn't like do this. I'm not doing this guy's program and this program at the same time before 5 a.m. You know, it's like... <laughs> Just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You cr- you create, you kind of create, people create mental constraints. Um, I think that's another thing that the entrepreneurship space did too, is it creates these imaginary constraints where people are like, well, I didn't wake up at 2.30, so like <laughs> my day is fucked. And like, <laughs> or like I didn't loser. like do red light therapy, you know, or ice bath, you know, which not saying those things aren't beneficial and you can't do them, but like you don't want to do something or do a, a new process that's going to complicate your life. I think simplification is yeah, key. Yeah, you kind of have know? to follow your formula. You got to find your formula. Yeah, hundred percent. That's huge. That's a huge one. People overlook that. Yeah, for sure. People will overlook what you just said, mm-hmm. and that is a huge key. Is literally finding your own way. Right. Because p- dudes get people get so stressed out. They're like ripping their hair out. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, like how am I going to do all this? I just had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day about this. I said. I was like, we, I said, you know what? Cause she's a coach too. Okay. Actually mentored her to be a coach and taught her how to coach. That's sick. So she just signed her third client today. Actually shout out Cassie. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. She, she, so basically I was telling her, I was like, babe, I was like, we got to get rid of the idea of balance. I said, we just got to literally stop acting like we need to work before 11 and train at this. I was like, let's just hit the ground running mm. and just build this thing. Like, let's right. not like create these constraints about sometimes we wake up early. Sometimes we wake up a little later. It's probably better to wake up early. Right. But like we wake up and like, I tell her like the battle is in our mind. Like it's all, it's in our mind. Like if we are, if we stop ourselves before we even start, right. It's just gonna, it's gonna mess us up. Mm-hmm. And I think this, especially in entrepreneurship is that is the real battle every day is, I'm sure you guys have worked jobs before. You do work jobs. You guys know that, or and we've been to high school together, so right. you guys know how your day is structured. Mm-hmm. Then you go into entrepreneurship and you trade a nine to five for a fucking six to nine, six to eleven. Like you know, yep. you trade and you trade that for all out. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're craving balance and you're craving, you know, a more realistic, I think you should stay at more of like a job. And I think it's good. And I don't think it's bad. Right. I just think that. You know, it's really important to understand that there really is no as much not as much balance as there as you want to be in this 
what we do, you know? Right, yeah, for sure. It's just, like, hit the ground running. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your mind before, and yeah. I want to kind of dig into, you know, the mind, and then you kind of have your soul and your spirit. Like, what are the differences there, you know, in your head? Or yeah. your mind and your intuition or your inner voice? Like, what's your thought pattern there? Yeah. Um. So this is, yeah, we could talk about this for a long time, but yeah. I think it's... Um, I've always thought of myself, you know, we can get as deep as we want really, but I've always thought of myself as like a vessel for, um, like a, like almost like a, I don't even want to sound like so crazy about it, but like almost like a messenger and mm-hmm. we can get into, so my name is Gabe, my name's Gabriel, which means messenger. Okay. So I, I don't know if you guys know anything about the Bible, but yeah, a little bit. Like Angel Gabriel is the one who met with Mary and then Mary was like impregnated with Jesus, right? Okay. So he brought the good news of Jesus, right? Yep. So, and I, I've said this before in a podcast, I think everyone's name has a meaning, mm. and that's like part of our purpose. Um, I've always thought of ourselves as vessels, like the physical body as like the vessel. Like this is like, we use our hands and our feet to move about the world and like create and destroy, right? Like mm-hmm. do we have this vessel, but I truly think that you know, depending on what you believe, this is what I believe. I believe that there's for sure a higher power that that is the spirit and it's not us. I think it's just something else. Right. And I've truly believed that there's been times in my life where, you know, I've been signaled by like a higher power, a higher mm-hmm. consciousness to, I don't even want to get so deep about it because if I, if I, I have to like use the right vocabulary cause people will be like, people will kind of shut, shut down, you know, mm. but it's very simple, you know, I can make this example like if you've ever been doing something, working a job, doing anything in a relationship where you're like, you feel this resistance or you feel like a physical pull and Mm -hmm. maybe it can manifest as stress or anxiety or depression, overthinking. And I truly believe that these feelings and these things are signals. Right. And learning how to master them is is key. But I've always thought that the greatest things have not really come from me, but rather when I'm open to receiving them and then transmuting them mm-hmm. to my audience, if that makes sense. In this, in that, that regard, with social media, definitely makes. We we talk about that a lot. Without yeah. getting too deep, yeah, <laughs> as deep as you want, man. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. I just went through something pretty recently. Like I was feeling a pull for sure, and I was just like fuck i was like all right well it's time then you yeah. know just i just kind of went with it but yeah i completely get what you're saying dude that yeah and it, it hits home that's so weird yeah <laughs> well you know it's yeah it's weird but it's not at the same time because i mean i mean i've had the same conversation with other guys kind of like our age you guys are what 24 25 24 23 23 okay so i'm 27 so i'm like a few years older than you but had this conversation with a couple guys the other day about how you know, you you will feel like a a pull, a push and a pull towards certain things in your life. Yeah. You know, and you have to use that to dictate your decision making. Now, do you think there's a strategy that you can use, like as far as like meditation, self care, that can help you follow that voice in your head or like that intuition better? Yeah. And I think we kind of got it all wrong with the whole passion thing you know because most people think passion you know passion is like oh you do what you're passionate you never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not trying to get too deep about this, but if we actually think about what passion means, passion does not mean passion just is like an express passion is like an expression. It's like an exude. It's like an exuberance, like, um, extreme enthusiasm about something. Mm -hmm. Right. And that comes and goes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, sure. But what that doesn't mean, like, you're not gonna, there's not going to be parts of that that aren't messy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that, for example, strategy, really simple strategy is listening to your inner voice. Like you're not just anxious for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a, there's a, it's likely that, you know, you're dropping the ball somewhere. If you're depressed, like check your environment, check your digestion, like content, food, Mm -hmm. people that you're around. Yep. What are you being, what are you consuming? You know, I think that people really need to check themselves and, a good strategy is to just listen to that inner voice and, and man, check all the boxes. Like we've all had days where you know how it feels, man. Check all the boxes, hit the hay. You're Mm -hmm. like, dude, I killed it today. Right. Like that's the best feeling ever. For sure. You fucking, you sleep like a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, because you did everything that you needed to do with the tools available and that's all you can do. Oh yeah. So that's a strategy right there. For sure. You just do what you can, you know? I, I don't mean to make that sound so oversimplified, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's probably got to be the hardest thing to do is make someone more self-aware of what, like what they're doing. Like you can tell someone 100%. until they're blue in the face, what exactly what they need to do. Yeah. But if they can't like make, can't make the reason it. why to themselves, yeah. they need to know why they're doing this. Cause if they don't have any reason, then they're not going to do it. And being more self-aware is the first step. Hundred percent, and it's hard, and it's and it's especially hard these days, dude, because it's so easy to get distracted. You start feeling a certain, you're just sad, pissed off, whatever. Oh, let me just. Uh, oh, hundred percent. You know, you just you just completely, you just blindfold to whatever the fuck you're feeling. Yeah. You just you know, you mask it with something else, and yeah, then no day goes by, and it's just the same process over and over and over. I yeah, think for sure. I was gonna say, I think that's that's a really good um, way to kind of look at it too, because like the way you just picked up your phone. I think that people have to people have to remember that these things happen on a moment by moment basis. Like these changes, these little pivots or these little, you know, changes in like the you know decisions that you're making, they happen on a moment by moment basis. They don't happen like you wake up one day and of course, yeah, you know, how many times have we been like, yeah, tomorrow's the day, right? And you start and you know, but it does happen on a moment by moment basis. It's conquering the mind. It's mm-hmm. saying like. I know I need to work right down right now. Yeah. I feel like shit. I keep coming back to this spot. I keep coming back to this spot over and over again. Like how it, you kind of get fed up. You're like, all right, I need to put my phone down now. I just have to, like I have to put it in the other room or I have to like put this down or I have to like cut this person out of my life. Like I just have to. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. That, Cause I edit a lot and like I'm this editing for like hours on end and mm-hmm. like my mind is like kind of foggy and then I go out on a walk, nature, no phone and everything yeah. is so clear after that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a really, really good one, dude. Taking oh, yeah. walks, hundred percent, is yeah. life changing, bro. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. simple, but so hard at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say I haven't done that. I haven't gone just for like a casual stroll. Never. Not really. Ever. I mean, I'll go for a run. <laughs> Can't but, say ever, but <laughs> but not like a bro, just a, yeah. a casual stroll. All right, you gotta try that ASAP. Yeah, I think it was what was I forget who who whose quote it was. You can look it up, but uh. 
it um it's all great thoughts are conceived by walking mm. yeah interesting yeah i think it was frederick Nietzsche or something something like that he wrote um i forget what book he wrote you have to quote me on that you have to look it up but yeah he wrote <laughs> a book about he wrote a book about surviving in the concentration camps okay frederick something yeah, he wrote a crazy, crazy book. One of the like the best, one of like the most famous books of all time. I can't, it's crazy. I can't remember it. But um, yeah, he wrote all great thoughts are conceived by walking. So I mean, I've, I mean, that's the thing, dude. Is we have to have those strategies and those methods of pulling back for a little bit mm-hmm. just to recalibrate. Absolutely. You know, and that's what high performing people do. Like mm-hmm. the literal highest performing people you can think of, they work on staggered. They work staggered. Like as in like they'll work and burst and they'll take like a break. And oh, they yeah. work and then they take a break and they work and they take, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't be creative if you're just going at it. Uh, yeah. You know, and of course we have those moments where we're like super creative and we're like, I'm killing it right now. I'm, yeah. you know, chugging the in coffee. Like state. everything is just like pop, you know, everything's just, you know, coming out right now. But, yeah. You know. I think it's good to like pull back sometimes. You know what I mean? For Try sure. to like force something that's not there is doesn't yeah. always come out as you know genuine or as nice as you want to. For I sure. By the way, guys, you guys can go follow Gabe on uh, Instagram, Gabe No Victim. Yeah, Gabe right? No Victim. On Same thing on TikTok. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Yep. Got it. Cool. So, um, what do you? I I look at your content. It's definitely next level, and it definitely comes from a lot of experience. I'm sure. Appreciate you, bro. Like, what ex- are you reading books? Are you listening to podcasts? Like, where are you getting all this information at so that you can like, consistently just spit, out, spit out this content? Um, yeah, I mean, so I'll just say this. This whole journey really started for me in probably, like, 2015. Okay. And journey, I mean, like, deciding that I'm not going to go to college like, I'm pretty much closing that book. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I think in kind of like my, my as my, I got, you know, later into my 20s, my life kind of got like this and my focus kind of got more and more narrow. Mm. And I was like, I really don't have another choice. And right. it was kind of like, I liked it that way because I knew what I needed to do. But um, I forgot the question you asked. I just, <laughs> I t- I'm so sorry. I forgot, I forgot the question you asked. Um, yeah. So like, basically I want to know basically how you get so smart. Yeah. I mean, so obviously like a lot of this stuff comes from life experience, but where I actually like where the idea does come from, I mean, I hate to say it cause I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be redundant here, but I literally make a lot of my videos walking mm. and I sit there and I mean, honestly, man, I made a video the other day. Here's a great example. It comes from the most genuine place. Like a lot of this stuff is stuff that I'm struggling with or have struggled with that where I learned something in the process. And Alex Hormozzi said this actually. He said the best way that he learns is through teaching. Oh, yeah. And it's it's crazy the positive reinforcement I've gotten from this type of content. Right. Knowing that it is helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I mean, for example, I made a video the other day. Um, I go, if you wake up and you feel lost, you know, watch this video because I'm going to make a valid point to you. And quite literally, it's, it was just so relatable. I said, do you wake up? Remember, you know, do you ever wake up and you just start, you open your phone 
and you start comparing yourself to other people. Like, mm. obviously, anyone's going to feel lost because they're not going to know what path they're on, right? They're going to start comparing themselves to other people. And I told them, and I basically said in this video, I said, where you start to feel lost is when you lose focus. And you can just decide to realign at any moment. Mm -hmm. And this is what something that I was struggling with the other day is yeah. that like I am um, my screen time is insane. My screen time is like 13 hours a day, 12 hours a day. Wow. Holy but shit. I'm I'm in my, you know, I'm DMing people, For I'm sure. making content, I'm yeah. you know, editing videos on CapCut. I'm on my phone basically all day. Okay. So you're making all your content right now. You're doing Yeah, I do day. like all yeah, my girlfriend helps me out. Sometimes she'll like clip up some podcasts for me. Yeah. Um you know, just to, for time honestly for sure because i'll be doing something else but yeah yeah if i see like a good clip i'm like oh i just like chop it up real quick boom 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 for sure i'm 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 kind of particular about like you know something that i've i take pride in but also something that does hold me back for sure it's kind of like a di it's like a dichotomy is like i'm really good on my own but I know, like, I go farther with help from other people. But I'm, like, so yeah. stubborn that, like, I'd rather just, like, boom, 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 like, no balance. Just boom, 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 boom. Mm. Edit. Yeah. Put it out. Fucking content. 20 <laughs> videos a day. Just working out. <laughs> you know, merch. Right. Like, just, like, I don't know. Like, something about that. It just, it, it you know, I'm, like, stubborn and I kind get of stuck it, yeah. in my own ways, which has really helped me. But also, it's, like. Yeah, hurts me at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a saying: if you if you want to go fast, go alone. If you yeah. want to go far, go together. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm like the type of person that like, like, I'm like sometimes I can be bad. Like for example, with my girlfriend, like I'll be teaching her how to do something, and I'll mm -hmm. just be like, oh, let me do it. Like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I just want to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. Like, I'd rather do as much as I can on my own. For you know? sure. But, um, yeah, I want to talk like business a little bit and like, yeah. I, like my mind is like, you know, lead generation marketing, um, you know, how are you doing your discovery calls, your DM process? Mm. Um, you know, like how, what's the best way you're getting your leads mm. and then, you know, how are you delivering? Like what, what is, what are all the deliverables? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I primarily, I primarily market my business on Instagram, right? So I have a big, pretty big TikTok following. Mm -hmm. I have like 400,000 on TikTok, but I primarily market on Instagram. Right. It's better for direct sales. For sure. Um, so let's just talk business, for, exam for, for example. I have a daily blueprint that I adhere to. It's just mm -hmm. like training. Right. And I execute on the blueprint every single day. And there's certain pieces of content that need to go out every day. Stories is like next level for what I'm doing, service-based mm -hmm. business. You can direct sell through stories like, it's insane the amount of leads you can get and the amount of um, traction you can get just through stories. So my funnel basically works like this. I use TikTok to build overall brand. It built it it put a dent in the industry for me. You know, put my name in the industry. Yeah, fitness industry. Um, I used it to build a little bit of my Instagram. Most of my Instagram was built through Reels, mm -hmm. but. I'll make, you know, a few reels a day, a few TikToks a day. I do shorts. Sometimes I do long-form YouTube content, but I primarily focus on Instagram. And I bring my leads in through... The, the reason why I can, I'm able to bring so many leads in every day is organically is because the part of personal branding where I'm very strong at is my documentation process. And I actually live this lifestyle. So yeah. my personal branding is my life. So it's yeah. not hard to brand it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this content comes like I'm like I'm telling I'm literally telling you, I have to get down to the most genuine 
place within myself to be able to think of this content. I have yep. to really quite literally think what is someone actually going to take away from this? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course I want people to feel things when they read and see my stuff. Yes, because the truth is, is that, and yeah, I, and I will never admit, or excuse me, I will never lie and say that I'm not business minded and, I, and I'm not uh, money motivated. Mm -hmm. I want to sign as many clients as I can. Uh, you know, I want to build the, my business as big as I can. For sure. Um, you know, and now I'm doing the elite coaching too. So I'm, I'm actually coaching coaches to build their businesses. Oh, I love that. So like I said, for example, with yeah. my, with my girlfriend, um, so yeah, basically it's, it's really simple and, and, and this will help people a lot because I, I've worked some sales jobs and stuff like that. And I always thought sales was about, you know, neuro linguistic programming and all like, you know, say the right thing and don't be too excited and don't give too much and take a little, you know? And when I really learned about what business was and it really quite simply, it's just a transaction of value, right? Like both parties, yep. you get the product or service, mm -hmm. they, the money, right? Vice versa. And it's just a transaction of value. And that really, when you can keep that in your head in the mm -hmm. sales process, it really makes things easy. Right. Quite literally, you know, I do everything myself. I close all my clients myself, bring them into my DMs. Obviously, I know the people to, to go through because I'll have them DM me like start or no victim 2023, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, muscle pathway, you know, get huge, whatever. And I talk to these people and quite literally I have a normal conversation with them. Sometimes I'll send them a video, mm -hmm. kick, you know, have, kicking my feet up and I'll just be like, hey, man, like, let me know. This is what it is. I can send you the info, right? Like, yeah, every conversation is different. But, mm -hmm. th uh, you know, three primary things that I'm trying to get to the bottom of is what their goals are, obviously, because I need to know what direction they're, you know, trying to go in, um, what they've been struggling with, right? Yep. Because I'm trying to hone in and make them a more complete individual just in all areas. And um, when they're ready to start, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and the reason why I create a lot of urgency in my sales process, and I'm ex like extremely convicted of my services. Like I know that I can help. For sure. So something that I used to do that used to hurt me is I would oversell. And it helped me be able to sell better, mm -hmm. but I would oversell because I would always be, I would always blame myself if I couldn't close a client. Yeah. I would say, well, I just need to get better at um, building rapport or I didn't say this right. Or I didn't say that. Like I would never just believe that they weren't in my market. Right. Like I thought everyone was closable. Mm. So I was trying to just close everyone. So I would oversell. And that actually, that took away from my value. Gotcha. Because if I really am convicted of my product, if I know that my product or service is that good, I'm not going to have to oversell it to you. Mm -hmm. All I need to do is see if I can solve your problems and make you an offer. Right. You know? Definitely. And if I, if now there's a difference between you not being closable and you literally lying to yourself and me having right. to call you out on it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're posting on your Instagram a money spread and you got off whites on, off white fucking, you know, shoes or whatever. Yeah. And you're doing this and you're doing that. And you're telling me my coaching's out of your budget. Mm -hmm. And you tell me you eat out every meal, which I've already, that is the discovery process, right? I'm just asking them simply like, are you, I'm qualifying them, you know, yeah. in the most basic way. Definitely. Then you're just lying to yourself. You know, cause if I have a grown man that's telling me I run a business, I got five kids, da, 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 da. and then he tells me who's oh, going to think about the price. But then I have a 19-year-old kid that doesn't even think twice right? and signs up immediately. Mm -hmm. Then I know 
You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just, sure. I want to close people that are closable. Anyway, that's something that really held me back Definitely. for a while. Now, how do you get people to, to stick around? To stay? Yeah. I mean, that's just super simple. It's just, you just give them, like, an extraordinary service. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the little things matter. Like, I talk to all my clients individually. Right. You know, through my app. So, mm-hmm. for example, my deliverable, this is actually part of what keeps clients to stay, too. Um, my deliverable is a is a private app, so it's an app that has custom training program on it, mm. uh, custom macro meal plan. You can All track right everything. There. It's a calendar, mm. and then you get um, notifications for everything, like to check in, send pictures, weigh in, and all your data. You know, even like your measurements, everything is like in a graph, so I can actually like mm. literally see your progress. I love that. So that's super effective. Another thing too, um, that just creates a ton of value. And there's really not a lot of coaches that do this. And it's our, I think I said this before, it's our weekly calls where we really dive deep on like some sort of like mindset topic. And that has just created like next level value because you got literally kids that are like 19 years old, like struggling with like girl problems. Mm -hmm. Then you got like, business owners, successful business owners that are like dropping 50 pounds and they're on the call together mm. and they're talking to each, and they're, and we're all conversating and we're all helping and lifting each other up. Yeah. And not only that is something I, I purposely do on these calls is I let them know that we are like a team, a group, and we are doing something that is above average. Definitely. So like when they're part of the group, I really like to let them know like, Hey, this is not just like um, you go, you take your question, you take your question. This is actually a community right. of guys trying to better themselves. We're all going in the same direction. So mm-hmm. it's just super, just creates so much value. Absolutely. That really gets people to stick around for sure. Love that. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge believer that like men, especially um, thriving groups, community. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the easiest ones like sports teams and stuff. You always yeah. look about their chemistry, their camaraderie. It's just, I'm, I've always been a huge believer in that, so I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking it's a, sweet. It's a huge – it's a huge – dude, and honestly, man, it's just changed me as a man, if I'm if I'm being honest. Like, it's changed me as a leader. Like, it's a la- it's taken me to new levels of, like, thinking and cause – because I, I really want to create value for these guys. You know what I mean? So – and then it's like I have to – I can't say something and not do it. So holding myself accountable through the coaching process, I was, I was talking about the, the – talking to this about my uh, about this with my girl the other day and i was just saying how the coaching process makes you a better leader and and it's like the self-development that you go through in the process of just entrepreneurship really is like insane it's like exponential Mm -hmm. because you're like if you're really making the moves like the compound effect is just so just mind-boggling, dude. Oh, yeah. Especially with, like, just entrepreneurship as a whole. Because there's no ceiling, you know? For sure. Yeah, where do you see this all going? Um, That's a good question. Um, Dude, honestly, I'm very much, like, the habits are so important to me. Yeah. Like, the daily process is so important to me. And that's really where I found, like, m- the most power is knowing what to do on a daily basis to get the result. That's what most people that's where most people are at is like they just don't know what to do or they think it's something but it's very simple. You do what works every single day without fail. You you know, not saying you your emotions won't come into play, but you essentially control your emotions. 
and you just keep going, you know? So basically, like for example, this is my this is my clothing brand, No Victim. Um, these are these hoodies are dropping like next month, but this clothing brand and my name, like you know, No Victim, I have it tattooed on my knuckles. Mm. This is like my whole brand, No Victim, and it's basically gonna be like one company that holds like clothing, coaching, mm. and just like everything else. Yeah. So No Victim is really gonna be huge. I. Not just huge, but like I really want it to be like a real fucking brand. Honestly, the end goal, should I say the end goal really a big goal for me is I want to have like um like a like a whole comp. I don't know if you've ever been to Alpha Land or you heard what Alpha Land is. I just Alpha went Land to Gym. Uh, Fusion yeah. Fusion. Yeah. So with Alpha Land and shout out Christian Guzman, he's a legend, dude. Like he create he really did it. Like he did mm-hmm. the gym and he's got the store yeah. and he's got the you know, like the restaurant and the basketball courts and yeah. the club. And it's just like, that is the ultimate goal, you know, is mm. to take this thing to the end. You know what I mean? And I really believe in this brand. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm just, I really believe in the daily process. So I just know if I just keep going and doing exactly what I'm doing and really honing in every day, getting more focused, 1% better every day, not trying to find, you know, the next best thing or have that shiny object syndrome, which, you know, hold a lot of people back for sure man i know it works really what i'm telling you like what i said before about the video what holds people back is that they're not focused mm-hmm. like once you get to a certain age 20 21 22 i'm not saying you can't learn more but you pretty much know at that point all right i need to do this i need to do that for a long period of time you know and i need to commit to it yeah it's simple it's not easy it's, but it's simple. simple it's not easy yeah. no of course not Um, Yeah. So how do you how do you manage, you know, your yes management, what you say yes to what you say no to? Like, for example, like this podcast. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like what's a good opportunity? What's a bad opportunity for it right now? So, um, yeah, I've I've really been trying to practice. um, Just like goodwill. Yeah. And like. I am very much like attracted to groups of people that are doing what you guys are doing mm-hmm. like podcast brand you know social media because i understand the power of it so if i see someone else that recognizes the power of social media and wants to take advantage of it yeah um i respect it so i feel like there's a mutual understanding so that's one mutual mm-hmm. understanding is one that really draws me to someone to do For like sure. a podcast or do something like this um but to say yes and no um that's pretty much it is I'm not cuz I actually this is a really good really good topic actually um especially for the younger guys maybe listening to this I challenge you to just maybe question the activities that you're partaking in on a daily basis especially in that first year after high school you know I know a lot of guys use the whole gap year thing and you know I you know whatever get gap year whatever call it whatever you want it doesn't you don't have to call it anything but just kind of take inventory of the people that you're hanging around a lot of these high school relationships, it's pretty actually rare that you guys are still friends. It's like been what Very eight true. years since you graduated, nine, seven years, right? I don't even know, but yeah, yeah, it's wow. kind of scary. Yeah. So it's so so it's rare. It's very rare. Yeah. It's rare, but you just yeah, be careful who you're uh, surrounding yourself with. I think that's just like a huge, hundred percent one. Yeah, yeah. So what does no victim mean to you? I was gonna ask that too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've talked about this before. Um. And I, I explain it a little bit differently every time, but I can, I'm able to like go into a little more detail every time too, because no one's really asked me this much, but 
it's very simple. Um, where I actually came up with the the word no like the phrase no victim, yeah, is I probably my early I've said this before my earlier twenties were a really challenging time for me. Um, you know, childhood was good. You know, early teenhood was good. You know, and then up until like sixteen, seventeen, like my parents got divorced, so my whole life changed because of that. Obviously, like financial for financial reasons. Um, and then like, you know, my family basically being, you know, pulled apart essentially. So that had a huge, uh, impact on me. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I found myself at this point so much where I was such a, honestly, such a victim. Like I was so, I was just like, if I could explain it like this, I was at the mercy of everything that was happening in my life had no control over my, like, environment. Mm. Parents were getting divorced, you know. Everything was just happening around me, and I just felt like I was just getting, like, beat down by life. And I got to a very, very low point, and I talked about um, this before, where I, you know, I was, I, w- I would consider myself suicidal at this point, and I, maybe, like, a week later, I actually w- heard about my friend's, my friend, passed away he killed himself um from his brother told me on it messaged me on instagram and um, it was like the day after my birthday actually um he killed himself october 8th is my birthday october 9th he killed himself um yeah his name was john um so i'm not gonna act like you know and i always i always say this because this is important um because i wouldn't want someone doing this if i passed away i'm not gonna act like he was my best friend when he died he wasn't i hadn't talked to him in a few years but we were childhood friends. Yeah. And his funeral really, really changed my life because I wasn't even going to go because I was like, I don't even know why I was invited because like we skated together as kids. We spent a lot of time together, probably age like nine to like 13. Mm-hmm. And we skateboarded together. Um, he was my neighbor and I wasn't even going to this funeral. I ended up going and I saw his dad and like his, me and his dad basically were just like crying in each other's arms. And it just really impacted me. Cause like his dad was just in so much pain. His brother was obviously in so much pain. Um, and like I said, previously I had the same feeling like I wanted to take my own life. And I have a tendency of writing things in my notes during really low points in my life, like in my, in my iPhone notes, I'd take out my notes and I would just write things just what would come to mind. It wasn't, wasn't always positive. Sometimes it was like extremely negative and I would just write it and I would always look back on times like that. And I wrote this, um, basically I wrote this, like no victim, like to start to think of what I could, what kind of mindset I could harness in those low points where you do feel like you're going to, you know, you know, kill yourself basically yeah. you know and, I, and i'm not gonna say we've all been there but i can only speak from experience it's it you feel hopeless you know when you get to those moments and this no victim thing is basically an empowering mindset that no victim is like no matter what happens no matter what circumstances you're you know exposed to or any situation that you're put in no victim is a mindset that you can harness 
to basically be like, I call it like a, the great equalizer. It's like no victim, literally nothing breaks that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So when I think of no victim as a whole, I think of like, I mean, people message me all the time. Like I started to just say no victim in my videos. Obviously my name is Gabe no victim on everything. Yeah. I have like a little graphic that I'll tag in my video sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just started to say no victim after I'd write a long caption. Right. And people started to DM me and they would be like, dude, like your whole no victim mentality thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even have to really say what it was. Yeah. It was very self-explanatory because people started to resonate with it. And they're like, sure. this whole no victim mentality is like, I have, I had a guy that got a t- tattooed on his arm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, People are obviously resonating with it. They don't need they, it. Doesn't need to be explained, right? Like I'm explaining it now, but I'm saying like the people that understand it understand it. And right, like this yeah. no victim mentality. It's like oh, like no one's ever told me that before. Like I was raised thinking like this is it for me. Like right. we're fucked. We live in this. You know, and no offense to anyone who lives in a trailer park right now, but you know if you like it, you like it. But I'm saying we live in this trailer park. You know, we're broke right. and we're we have nothing to our names and we're nobodies, right? Mm. I mean, our family's never been anybody, right? Yeah. But what what if you were told a different story? What if you were told this story of this no victim mentality where you can go through the worst shit ever, worse than my circumstances, mm. and still come out on top, wow. even further than me? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just limitless. So um, yeah, that's that's basically where no victim came from. It came from Really, after his funeral, I started to think, I started to think, like, there's no way that that wasn't a signal. Mm. There's no way that that wasn't a, well, this is what it's like when you take your own life. Mm. And it was surreal. Like, I have a picture of him on my dashboard. I look at it every day. Yeah. And this is why, kind of part of the reason I make the content I do. I, I think about him a lot. I think about where he might have been. Right. And that's how I make a lot of my videos. Um, and I just think people, I always make this scenario and I, I of course I would not, I didn't even know him when he, when he, when he did this, but you know, cause I hadn't seen him in years, but I always think, what if he knew and what if he, what if he knew this information? Like, what if he knew about the no victim mentality? Like right. no one really ever told him that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not his, you know, I'm not saying his family were bad people, but they just didn't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's where it came from, man. For sure. Yeah. I feel like some of your work, it saves lives. I really do too. And honestly, it's weird because it's this weird thing, man, where people will even send me like the most heartfelt DMS Mm -hmm. and I even read it and I'm like, I almost don't even like believe it. Wow. I'm just like, it, I never I see it and I'm like, for a brief moment, I'm like, that's cool. But then I'm like, that just made me feel like I didn't do enough mm. for some reason. Like, I just yeah. feel like I need to do more. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. I guess when I see it, it just reinforces the fact that it's working. So I guess I want to do more for sure of it. But yeah, people really do need a mindset shift. I think it's the most important thing, man. Mindset is the most important thing, dude. Yeah, just to, like, change that direction in their life. You know, because they were going here, and then they found you, and now they're going here. Yeah. You know? Because ne- I was talking to Nick. I was doing a photo shoot, um, show, photo shoot with him. Yeah. And he was just telling me how much, you know, you changed his life. Wow. Like, in high school. Like, he, he, yeah. was, he, he had no muscle, and then, like, you came along, and you changed his whole life. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, the body, but it was the mindset, too. Yeah, Nick... Um, 
shout out Nick Pfeiffer. He's he was one of my first clients actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Nick is one of my best friends actually. Nick, I resonated with Nick early on because Nick reminded me of my younger self mm-hmm. because Nick was kind of like. He was very had a very low confidence when I first met him. He was like skinny fat. Yeah. Um. He was rather, and he admits this too. He was rather like annoying. He would badger me a lot because he really wanted to get in shape, but I was waiting for mm. him to really prove it. Mm. Because everyone says that. Yeah. But then they don't actually follow through. Yeah. yeah. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just blew him off. Mm-hmm. But then he really, really was like, no, like, and then he started to really started to make a little bit of progress right so i started to take him seriously because he was putting in the work yep um but nick see this is the truth about nick is that nick what he didn't know i had to tell him about him about himself and then once he knew he was like oh he's like maybe i am good enough maybe i am confident maybe i am really authentic maybe i am a very outspoken person and it's a good thing Mm. i used to tell him i used to say bro you're like the most unfiltered like person like when he can like there's no awkward moment for him yeah he could be like yeah you guys are being weird i'm out like (laughs) he's just like that and like i've always respected that about him he'll call people out he won't he doesn't let there be like this weird fake tension in the air i've always seen him as an um um, a person of integrity and a person of authenticity. Like he's just a real motherfucker for sure. So what I'm saying is I saw that in him and if he didn't know, he might've not known. And I used to tell him, I said, bro, like you're literally like, you have to understand how powerful you are. Like he's a, I think he's a really good speaker. Obviously he has really good genetics. That's, we've seen that at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think he's a great leader and I always encourage him too. I say, Hey, you know, in your friend group, you can be an example for them because like, I don't have a little brother or anything, but I would consider him maybe like the closest thing to a little brother. Mm. But another thing I didn't mention is that I, (laughs) I had a guy mentor me to teach me this stuff. Right. And he did the same thing for me that I did for Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I explained this before in, in, in a podcast. One of the best things that we can do for somebody is we can see the light. We can see the potential in them and ignite it, right? Like the light in them and ignite it. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just like someone sitting there beating themselves up and you're like, what do you mean, man? Like, right. You're the, the most, you're like the fastest runner. I know. Yeah. Like you're amazing at writing. Mm-hmm. You have like the best like relationship with your mom. Like mm-hmm. you're super organized. Right. You're fucking insane at this. You're crazy at that. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. Right. And another even crazier thing that I'll to, to that is a full circle is that my mom used to do this when I was like, not to me, but like, well, yeah, sure, to me, but like to other people, like, and I would observe that as a child, like, right, like we kids don't do what you say, they do what you do, mm-hmm. they copy you. Exactly. My mom, because you know she was she's always been a very spiritual person in church, for example, she would like just like. Like, it was just wrapping people up in love, like, after church, just, like, was, she would just find someone and just be, like, just pour out to them, you know? And people needed that. And I never understood, like, why does my mom just pour out her love to people? And why does she, like, why does she do it? Why does she do it? You know? 
And, and honestly, you know, of course she says it's God, Jesus and all that. Um, but I still uh, just am so fascinated about that, mm-hmm. um, about that, about her. And just, I try to emulate that, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that's what really what I did for Nick. And Nick's like, Nick said to me something crazy. He was like, bro, I feel like you're like an angel. That's what he said to me once. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was like, it's so crazy that you, what you think is so crazy mm-hmm. that I did for you is just, is just regular protocol, man. Yeah. Like that's just how I am. For and sure. that's how you can be too. Yeah. That's how you should be too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like around everyone around you, you should be trying to bring them up and seeing yeah. the best in them and trying sure. to nurture that. I think it's so important, dude. Now, is there another side of that where you can kind of see what's wrong in a person and kind of call them out on their shit because they need yeah. to be called out on it? Hundred percent all the time. Well, I think on. I think hundred percent. I think the truth is, is that seeing the best in someone is actually letting them know that hey, there's this negative part of you that overpowers this positive part of you. Yep. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. And the more you can learn how to control that or shut that off, the better off you're going to be. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to say this too. Um, being there for someone and seeing the best in someone, that doesn't always mean being nice to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude. Because I'll give you an example. I've had severely overweight clients sign up with me. Now, what do you think the regular, like, you know, mindset or th- conversation was in their house you're beautiful just the way you are mm-hmm. everyone else in the family is overweight right you know you're fat phobic let's do this let's do that. it's something it's like the elephant in the room literally <laughs> 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 no but um yeah it's like fixed mindset versus, versus growth well they mindset. can blame it on other things too that's where you play the victim right 100 percent. it's easy and with and with being a coach i've had to learn to kind of it sounds weird it sounds bad but almost like be an asshole because if i'm if you are surrounded by people that say that they want the best for you but they don't really show it Mm -hmm. they'll just say it like and they say that you're beautiful just the way you are but you feel like shit you feel like shit about yourself if i come along and i do the same thing then i'm not doing anything for you and the truth is is that they they need somebody that is half friend Half asshole. Yeah. Like, I can take care of you, and I can sh- guide you, and I can see the best in you, mm-hmm. but if I do see the best in you, what that does is that just makes the negative shine even more. That 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 means we can see the negative even more. Do you get what I'm saying? For sure. So if I do see the positive in you, I'm also going to see these negative parts of you come mm-hmm. through, too, and I have to be the one to say, hey, bro, like, I mean, I had a client the other day. He was like, yeah, bro. He's like, I'm losing weight, but like, this is the most food I've ever eaten. I'm like, are you complaining about it? Like, you're losing weight, but, but like, I was like, are you hungry? He's like, no. I was like, are you stuffed? He's like, not really. It's just, this is the most food I've ever eaten. I'm like, okay. So, like, are you happy? He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you losing weight? He's like, yeah. And like, everything was just different. Like, Everything was just different than it's ever been. And he was like questioning everything the whole entire time. And I'm right. just like, dude, like, and, and you can't really blame people like that. But I've learned with, with those situations. It's like a lot of people have been lied to their whole lives. A lot of people have been told their whole lives that, you know, they should just accept themselves for the way they are. And like I said, like there is good things about you, but if there is some, if there is an, a behavior that's not serving you and it's causing you pain, you have to learn to fucking 
oust that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Period. <laughs> so to answer your question, long story short, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about like the fear of being successful? Yeah, that's that's one. That's I think that's I don't know. I've heard of that before, but I really think that people it's easy to say when you're like not technically like successful by the regular standard. Cause I've heard I've heard of that, but I don't know. I don't know. The fear of being successful, it just sounds like it sounds like you want to be successful, but quite literally, like everyone else, you're just not, you just don't possess the traits yet, you know? Yeah. Which, which makes sense, you know? But I think one of the things you have to realize too is that people that are like at another level, they're, they're also calloused and they're really good at stress management. They're really good at like time management, money management. I'm not even saying they don't have weak points. Maybe they're not so good at time management, you know what I mean? Or yeah. maybe yeah. they're bad at certain stuff, but. I think that I think it's I think it's kind of BS, honestly, bro. I don't know. Call Do you know bullshit. what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I can like, see what, you, what you're like, saying. Like, more like specifically, like, what do you mean by like the fear of success? Like, fear of like having too much responsibility? No, because that's what it. Okay. No, I would say like quite literally being fearful of succeeding. Oh. Like the actual success is oh. you're scared of actually just obtaining that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, like have because, you seen that with any because clients? You, because you haven't, because you don't. So I feel like that stems from. So like this guy that you just talked about yeah. being, you know, questioning, confused. Yeah. But like he's complaining, but he's not complaining. Like everything is going well for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. complaining. Yeah. But he's just very, like, not convinced completely and questioning, curious. Do you think that like that would stem from being fearful of change, being fearful well, I think of that, I getting think, that I think success? You just, uh, yeah, change. I don't know if it's success. I think it's change. I would say there's both though too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing with that is like when people say, well, first of all, for example, with this client, I think that people they measure themselves on the wrong metrics, like. For example, like scared of success, like success by standard is it's by definition is different for everybody, right? Technically, it's like what you consider successful is not really the same as what I would consider successful. For sure. But I think the mistake that people make is that they want a certain level of success, but they base themselves on a metric that doesn't have to do with that type of success, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So if I could give you an example, it's like if you say I'll give a really good example. Um, If you say, well, I want to make, I want to make a million dollars, you know, and you're more focused on, obviously the process of making a million dollars is a little different than the process of getting, you know, a million followers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But if you judge yourself, if you judge your success, your monetary success based on your TikTok following, you're going to think you're not successful. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. Like, for example, this client was like, well, I'm eating more than I ever have. Like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Or like, they just can't accept the fact that like, I don't know, like it's just, people are just, they judge themselves based on the wrong metrics. It's like, they almost don't even know. I think, I think dude, people just don't even know what they want. Like people don't even really know what they want. Like people, I think people just experience so much pain that when they, they, 
they don't even really want to be successful as much as they just don't want to be in pain. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yep. I and I think that. that's okay. I think some people just have to accept the fact that, like, I don't know. This is a scary thought, but accept the fact that, like, you're just <laughs> not not you're not going to be successful. But you're don't be delusional in thinking that you're going to reach a certain level of success and judging yourself off a metric that doesn't have to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I hope, mm-hmm. that, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So, anyway. What is what is the number one reason why people come to you for coaching? Yeah, honestly, bro, I think it's because they want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Like the reason they work with they come to me is because, you know, they feel like well, just like you would buy anything from anyone. It's like first you know about them. Yeah. Then you like them. Then you trust them. For sure. Right. So that really is how I how. And that's why people work with me is because they know me, they learn to like me and they learn to trust me. And I'll give you, it's actually funny. I lose like, I lose like probably a hundred followers a day on Instagram, but I gain like, you know, triple like 300. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I like that because that, what that tells me is that what's, what's sticking is sticking for the people that are going to stay and what isn't they're Mm -hmm. flowing through like they should. Right. Um, so I'm very good at, like, I'm not going to oversell or, like, try to pander. Like, I have to stay authentic. That's the only way mm. I can really do this long term right. is doing it my own way. Yeah. And I even said this on a on the group call with uh, my coach. So it's me, my coach, and a other, bunch of other, like, business coaches or, excuse me, um, fitness coaches. And I said, you know, we're sharing our wins, right, you know, from the past week. And I go, hey, the blueprint works. Like he gave us like a, a blueprint to help us with our content, right? I said the blueprint works. I said you just have to put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. And lately, I've seen like people in the same group. Like, and I'm not gonna say like they they make content just like me, but you can see how they follow me and their content tries to change. But the mm-hmm. reason why my content is strong is because it really is me, right? And this is so important. I want to just say this. Man, if you could just harness your own energy, your own fucking style, your own thing, man, right. you're going to be way stronger. It's just that the way that I do it, you might like it, but the way that you're going to do it and be sustainable with it and enjoy it is if you're really pouring yourself out in a real way. For sure. You have to be fearless, man. You have to be yeah. fucking fearless. You have yeah, to be just... I feel like a lot of people do stuff for their content. Like yeah. They, you know, and you, well, you, you just have to be views. your content. You just got to record your life. That's like, such a good point, dude. Yeah. You're t- they're always trying to do stuff. Yeah, if you want to make your content exciting, yeah. you have to be exciting. You have yeah. to have an exciting lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. For sure. 100%. You want to ask the, the question that you always ask? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you? Is that the question? <laughs> no, that's not the question. Because <laughs> that I actually is a loaded question, bro. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. You know, I'm good. You know, it's um it's um something that I've really learned lately is like I was saying before is that the balance the whole balance thing is like you just got to throw that out the window. Yeah. That that's a that's a good example of like an uh, of um a, a constraint that people mm-hmm. put themselves through. Yeah. It's like, oh, like I didn't like send three texts out today and I didn't like, yeah. you know, go to my grandma's house. You know what I mean? And it's just like that stuff is important for sure, but 
I think it's just don't get. I just think it's so important to not get attached to the idea of uh, trying to balance everything, and that's something that really messes me up sometimes because I try to do fucking For everything, sure. dude. For sure. What's the What's the first thing you you think people notice about you? The tattoos. Tattoos. Probably yeah. Before it was probably just like the height. Okay. You know, where you're like six two. Six two. Which isn't like anything crazy, but like I'm more like muscular, so like it, it looks I just look more I look different different, I guess. Right. What was Because people are always like people, people even say under my post, they're like, not six two. <laughs> not six two. <laughs> Maybe five ten. <laughs> like whatever, dude. For sure. Now the tattoos for sure. Yeah. What was yeah. the what was the last compliment that you got? Um Jeez, I don't know. What was the best one you've ever gotten? The best one I've ever gotten. Oh, I like when people say that. I like when people say that I'm real. Okay, yeah. I love that too. Yeah, because it's important for sure. Um, I think that another thing too with this personal branding thing. Um, and um, I encourage you too to to just like keep this in mind for sure. Especially you guys, just like you know, building this podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a real message will reach the masses and it will break through the noise it's just a slow drip like mm. it's not like a viral like vi- virality is not something I, you know you guys probably know this by now it's not really something you want to chase you kind of want that slow yeah branding right but um that authentic message is because i'll sometimes get messages where people will be like people will be like dude you're gonna blow up <laughs> or like or they'll be like <laughs> yeah. or they'll be like all right well gonna, gonna break i'm not blowing up yeah like it dude or they're like they're like why why aren't you bigger yet and it's like the truth is is i could be and i have i've chased viral videos for a long time i had like a lot of videos go viral and i chased that for a long time but it didn't really bring me the fulfillment and when i changed yeah. my content over you know my 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 following started growing more steady but I knew it would be like, um, I knew it's not going to be like an overnight thing, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's really important to just, when you preach that like real message and that authentic message, just like, you just have to remember like, cause this is the problem is people, they judge their success too quickly, yep. especially with personal branding, mm. three, six months. Like, believe me, man, there was, I have, you know, probably 78,000 on tick or Instagram. There was a time where I had five followers, you know, a thousand followers, you know, it, it just have to do it every day. Like just, this is something that will maybe motivate you guys listening to is that we all start at the same time, basically. Right. Like we all imagine like everyone's starting at the starting line. And like, if you're in the same like industry, whatever. And as you go, as you go along, people will fall out. It's just like a marathon. Maybe you ran a marathon before. Uh, I did an ultra, or, a, or an ultra, fifty okay. miles. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, we're doing insane. A, we're doing another one next weekend. Yeah, that's hour. that's insane, dude. So I'm sure there you go. There's an example. So I'm sure some people drop out on the way. I'm sure some people don't complete it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but people who win are the ones who are like literally, quite literally, don't stop fucking moving. Mm-hmm. So I think it's imp- important to realize is that you don't have to look at it like you're competing with other people, but where you will find strength in this is where other people are weak yep. their lack lack of consistency their lack of balls yep. they're too scared to make content their lack of creativity yep. right yep. where everyone else is weak you can be strong well i just show up more than this dude i just think a little bit harder before i make that video man i just you know tap in boom it's a little more creative right you know you just apply yourself a little more and other people will fall out of, you know in the process and i think that's literally how you win I, I made this example before what if there was one fourth of the population 
there would be way less competition now. Yeah. Think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how you have to look at it is that you do these things and these, you know, you have this mindset and these daily activities that actually create distance between you you and other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Is you are quite literally saying, I like you, you're cool, but I'm not like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I do, we do not live the same life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is really how you separate yourself from other people. I feel like that's how you like can progress really fast. Definitely. Definitely. But, but dude, no, 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 he's he's preaching to the choir because I mean, <laughs> people fucking, they just piss me off with that shit, dude. Thinking we're crazy and shit just because we're not like them. I'm like, dude, don't try and like make me feel bad because I'm not like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll get and, a lot of that too. Which yeah. I don't fuck. The shit, it it goes, it just goes one ear out the other. It never did bother me, but I just like how you simplify it. How like, literally, it's just you don't stop moving. Yeah, you know. And like when I was doing my race, people asked me, "Bro, bro, how how do you how did you run that?" And like <laughs> they didn't like the answer, but I would just be like, "Dude, it was literally just one foot in front of the other." Yeah. And like that's just the space I was in because I oh, always yeah. dumbed it down. I was like, "I just have to keep moving." Yeah. Like I'm not gonna overthink it. Like if I don't drink water at exactly mile 19.7, I'm gonna fucking fall out by mile 23. <laughs> yeah. Like they just oversimplify. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking run until yeah. I hit the finish line. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> I love that mentality. Just playing the line. Yeah. Just keep going. That's yeah, sick. dude. I don't, I don't give a fuck. And I still don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. That shit. Like, if I, like, just sitting here, I'm, like, getting fired up listening. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just getting fucked. I'm ready to dude, get exactly. after it, dude. <laughs> exactly. So there's a saying, like, life's all about happiness. Do you think life is all about happiness? Or is there something else that's more about? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think life's all about happiness. Yeah. Um. You know. I can I can use this this analogy. Um, even maybe even in a relationship, this would be a good good analogy. You know, is you maybe get you you start to you know date somebody or you you marry somebody and um, you learn certain things about them and you have an idea of what the relationship is supposed to be like. So that could be like life. You have an idea of what life is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And because you say life's all about happiness, this is going to be a good example of judging yourself on, you know, metrics that just, you know, don't really help you. Like if you judge yourself based on your quality of life, based on how many times you were happy, well, that's not really life. You know it's what I'm not saying? realistic at all. It's not. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not realistic. And it doesn't even you can't have the good without the bad. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was going to say for a relationship, for example, a really, really good way to look at this is like because anyone can anyone who's in a relationship can relate to this you know when you're with somebody you can't really control that person they're gonna they might be in a mood one of these times they might you know and you still love them right and the whole goal is not to fight and argue and have a shitty relationship the goal is to love each other and have an enjoyable experience and Mm -hmm. supplement each other's lives right for sure but the first thing that goes awry and the first thing that, you know, goes wrong or you get into a fight, you know, and I've been guilty of this is like you question the whole relationship or you question the whole process. And for life, for example, is like when things when you're basing your, you know, your life, whether or not you're happy or you're basing your relationship, whether or not it's supposed to be lovey dovey all the time, you're not judging yourself based off reality and you're not even getting anything out of it, dude. We don't actually we don't happiness and joy is. It's weird. It's this weird thing where 
even when we try to earn it, that's not even when we're the happiest. It's the ha- we're the happiest and we're the most joyous when we fucking decide to be. Yeah. And I use this example as a for for as a relationship because you know, some a big problem that I've always had in relationships is you know, I would always judge I had like a fucked up view of like what relationships are supposed to be like and like life in general, you know? And when I if you judge it based off your happiness, you know, you're never going to actually be happy because in reality, yeah, no one's all happy all the time. Yeah. Um, this is actually, this is kind of off topic, but it kind of goes with the same a quote you probably heard. Okay. Um, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life thinking it's stupid. Yeah. I think it's like the same way. Almost like it's like you judge your life on whether you're happy all the time. Mm-hmm. You're going <laughs> to, your life fucking sucks <laughs> because you're <laughs> not happy all the time, bro. I, I would find a reason to cry. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that, I don't know. I just think the ebb and flow of life is actually pretty, it's actually a pretty beautiful thing, dude. Um, Man, because if you don't go through stuff, you can't teach other people. You can't help yeah. other people. You know what I mean? You wouldn't you even can't. know what happiness is. Yeah. If you don't know what suffering. You wouldn't or cherish pain it. Is. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't have the highs without the lows. It's I mean, like the, having... the one the one analogy I I actually heard recently, this guy it was along the same thing about like happiness and blah blah, blah the highs and lows. It was like you think about like the heart monitor or whatever, someone that's strapped in the hospital bed, how it's going up and down, up and down. It's like, but you just want to find that middle point. You don't want to be too happy, too sad. It's like, but you're in the hospital bed and you're in the middle of flatlines you're dead yeah it's like you you need to you know you need the ups and downs you need the highs and yeah. lows to ex- really experience life to like it's it's truest form if you just want to be in the middle all the time then yeah you're not gonna know happiness you're not gonna know sadness either you're just gonna be the yeah life, life life's all right man yeah you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i'll give it i'll give it a good way to look at this if you think about desire unlike if you guys ever seen like the frequency chart before Desire is actually like a lower frequency way of um, vibration. Mm-hmm. So, desire when you de- desire comes from lack. So, if you desire something, it means that you lack it. So, if you're sitting there desiring happiness, it's basically saying that you're not happy. The highest form of frequency, I believe, is love, or ex- I think it's acceptance or love. Okay. And acceptance being such a high frequency, think about that versus you're not desiring happiness; you're accepting the situation for what it is. Mm-hmm. That is everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That and that, dude. That's hard, but that's really how you change your life. Is in those moments of acceptance. You're not really desiring a better situation. Is actually desiring a positive is actually a negative because you're saying that what your situation you're in is negative. Mm-hmm. You're quite literally putting that out into the universe. Acceptance is yeah. really where you should be at with your frequency. Is just accepting mm-hmm. the moment for what it is. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That is tough to do. Yeah. Power of the now. Yeah, power of the now, bro. Fuck, dude. Right we're now, going sure. there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What, uh, this is something we asked almost everybody on our podcast. What is your purpose? Honestly, bro. Honestly, I just think my purpose is just. Yeah, you know, I don't want to sound like cliche and be like. Because part of my purpose, I think, is to help people. Yeah. But I really think that, you know, part of my purpose, too, is to just, honestly, man, I just feel like it's just to use my body and mind as well as I can while I'm here. Mm. Um, you know, and if you con- can constantly come back to that thought and that belief that 
you're meant for something and that you are a vessel, you know, it's not just settling. It's not just empowering. It's almost like, it's almost like you think if you're not doing it, you're doing yourself a disservice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have to say about that, bro. I don't want to even get, that's cool. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. yeah, that's what I feel about that, bro. For sure. Yeah. What's the, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Mm. Best piece of advice I've ever received. Man, I don't really know. There's been so much that I've learned. Um, I think really the best piece of advice I've ever received is, um, I would say it's like a mix between probably something that my mom and my dad taught me when I was younger. And, you know, my dad taught me a lot about, like, he would... I, I truly believe that my everything in my life has been a process. Like everything worth having has been a long process mm-hmm. and it's like never come overnight. And my dad taught me something. Um, and I'm not saying like you, you couldn't learn this another way, but he, he said, you have to understand that when things are good, that the bad is always coming. And when things are bad, the good's coming. And he just always taught me to be neutral. And it kind of ties into this next point that he taught me. And it was just like, you can literally have anything you want if you're willing to work for it. And my mom would say on the other end of it, it was kind of like half of that. She would say, like, you can be anything you want. And I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice I was I was ever given is you can be whoever you want if you're willing to work for it, you know. And, man. You know, sometimes I think about if I'm going through a painful situation or if I think, like, holy shit, like, I'm really not where I want to be yet. I just think, like, damn, like, of course. <laughs> of course not. Like, it's just, it's just like, this is it. Like, I just laugh about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it's a process, bro. It's like, welcome to the, I just, I say, like, a joke, like, welcome to the Gabe show. It's just like, yeah. you know, everything is, uh, I was, like, joking with my girlfriend. I was like, yep, yeah, everything just, with me, it's just long. It takes long. Yeah. It's a process, you know? For sure. Nothing overnight, dude. Now, how about those people out there that, they want to become entrepreneurs or maybe they want to start their own coaching business like you what like if they're just going to get started you know what's the first you know steps of approach for that um social media first yeah obviously so grow your brand on social media yeah like you need to start like you no one knows who you are right so this is what holds most people back um they won't do this you know, people want to make money from their phones. They want to be successful, blah, blah, blah. But they can't put the camera in front of their face and start talking. So mm-hmm. if you can't do that, pick another career. Because yeah. um, I think that if you want to do what I do, personal branding, you're going to have to talk to the camera. Um, but I think that most people aren't willing to take what is considered a high-volume approach. And that is an unreasonable amount of content at first. Because you have to think about other people. Like, you have to, cr- you have to increase your odds, right? Like, if I'm making one video a day... Mm-hmm. And I have so much reach and you have to be making like 10 to get the same amount of reach as me. Mm. So, and I'm not saying that should discourage you. I'm just saying like, no, the industry doesn't know who you are. The algorithm doesn't know who you are. No one knows who you are. No one gives a fuck. Really, no one gives a fuck who you are at the end of the day. And really, I get to say this. When the next morning comes, no one gives a fuck about who you are again. So you now have to display again, which is what I remember every morning is that I'm fresh. I'm a fresh start. No one knows what I do. No one knows what I offer. Mm. Everyone needs my help. 
So I literally think that every day and I'm just re showing again, showing to people again, again, constantly fucking beating it into them, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day with dude, if you're going to be a coach, do you actually believe that you can help people? Right. You have to believe that you can get people in shape. Like when someone, like when someone gets on a group call with me, I'm thinking, dude, I'm going to bring it home right now. Like before I head on this group call on Sundays, I'm like, dude, I'm going to change these dudes lives in this next hour. Cause I really believe that that's true. Yeah. You have to have, you know, I'd say two things. If you want to be a coach, at least, at least to a high level, you know, conviction that your service, you know, really be believe in what you have. And, um, it's an unreasonable work ethic, man. Mm. It's like crazy, uh, crazy work ethic. One of, uh, really good book for that um the 10x rule okay. you guys have ever read yeah. that i've heard of it i haven't program. read it it's an excellent book it will change it is for sure the number one book in my opinion um for mindset when it comes to productivity mm. yeah who's it by grant cardone okay yeah so. highly suggest you look into that one man have you been into like any like seminars like tony robbins or anything like that no. none of that i haven't you stay away from that for a um, reason? I don't stay away from it. Um, to be honest, I'm still like kind of fairly new to this whole like yeah. personal branding space. I mean, I've been doing it Instagram and TikTok for like oh for like probably like two years now, heavy. Yeah. But I'm saying like I've done you Instagram for a long time trying to build it. But um now that I'm getting into kind of like, you know, I worked with like my business coach and he has a mastermind and there's masterminds. I'm not against doing it. Um I think that a lot of people maybe jump the gun. They don't need to be going spending thousands and thousands of dollars at a seminar. They just need to not fucking. They just need to stop fucking yeah. being lazy. What are know? some of the top ways you network outside of social media? Yeah, um, I would say at the gym. I actually network yeah pretty well at the gym. Okay, what gym um, do you go to? I go to Powerhouse. Oh, you go to Powerhouse? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Were I you go, always going there? Well, I was. I was working out at um, Max Fitness and Powerhouse. So Powerhouse is like my main gym, but mostly social media, man. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much the main, the main place that I network. Yeah. Gotcha. I've met a lot of people through there. For sure. For sure. So like the dream is to open up your own gym and have personal training and all that. Not, not really. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to build, like, I don't want to coach people in person or anything like that. Okay. Like me specifically. Yeah. Um, just because like my time, it just would be spent better somewhere else. I want to keep growing my coaching business. Mm-hmm. Um, keep bringing in clients like that. Um, grow the clothing business. Right. Um, like, I have, like, just no room. Like, it's just in my apartment. It's just, like, unreal. Like, I have no room. Because <laughs> like, I have, like, boxes of clothes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to get set up for this next drop, too. And I'm I'm actually going to be moving to Florida soon. So um, I'm getting, like, a bigger place. But, um, oh, sick. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But, yeah, basically the, the big goal, man, is to just honestly just turn this whole thing into, like, a multi-million dollar brand. Like, that's just mm-hmm. – that is what's happening. For sure. You know, so – Sweet. So That's where, cool. where can we find that apparel? Yeah, so these hoodies are dropping next month. So which is tomorrow. Not not <laughs> dropping tomorrow, but in, 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 in April, sometime in April. Right. Um there's just some things I have to get situated first. So No Victim Apparel is the website. Um you can No Victim Apparel is the Instagram. If you click my Instagram, Gabe No Victim, mm-hmm. you know, there's a No Victim Apparel is right in my bio. For sure. Um so the way I'm gonna do this brand is I'm gonna drop a few pieces a month. Um, obviously there's a message behind it and you can kind of see, like, I can show you the back to it at a certain point, but, um, fucking, there's a certain style to this type of merch that's going to be very like reminiscent of like, kind of like the hardcore scene. Like when I was in like 
hardcore music. Okay. Similar to that, but um, with my own spin on it. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's still so early. It's that I have to really just, I have to um, focus on like building a team right now For and sure. growing it. So like I said in the beginning, maybe we can even talk about doing something in the future. Yeah, bro. Definitely. Just because I, I just, yeah, I need, I need help with that just because I need, I need, it's time at this point. Mm-hmm. I can't really leverage my time as well as I want to. Definitely. I can't, literally can't be so many places at once. The hardest part. Yeah. So that's the goal, man. Just yes. blow it up. So people are listening in the car or maybe they're on a run or a walk right now um, and they want to maybe take action or they want to reach out to you and see, you know, what they can, what you offer. Um, how do they do that? Yeah. So for coaching, you can just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, I have a Calendly link in my, mm-hmm. you know, in my Instagram bio. You can set up a call, which is fine, but it's honestly easier to just DM me on Instagram. We'll get you signed up that way. Um, if you want to do buy some merch, you know, no victim apparel, you know, dot com mm-hmm. and support me that way. Um, yeah. If you want to get in contact with me though, I would say DM on Instagram is the best way for Perfect. sure. I, any- I'm I'm really responsive too, so I mean I can't yeah. get to everyone, but I try my best for sure. Is there anything else that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, so I want to shout out Vision Nutrition. So that's my supplement sponsor. Okay. Um, Just Fit Justice uh, is the owner, and um, he's a really cool dude. So cool dude, <laughs> stuttering. Um, he's a really cool guy, and I wanted to shout him out because um, I really um appreciate his hospitality. He hooked me up with a supplement sponsor, and um, I just just products that I really believe in. Um, and yeah, I also want to shout out my girlfriend too, because my, um, and I want to say this too, um, it, I think it's really important to, especially as a young man, um, to not do what I did early on and try to do everything on your own. So she's been like forced to help me a lot because she's just like, Gabe, hey, you can't do all this on your own. So she takes care of some stuff for me and has been a huge help. So I want to shout out my girlfriend, Cassie, but also I just want to say like, it's just super important to like. Like what you guys are doing right now is just lean on each other and have that like you know a trial. Help a trial. Each other. Yeah, it's so important, dude. So yeah, vision nutrition, and then just want to shout my girl out just for all her help and support and stuff like that. So I keep a tight knit yeah circle for sure. You oh, know, so important. Yeah, I keep a tight knit circle. So yeah, but yeah, for sure. Sweet, Drew. You want to close this out? Um. I'm always put if on the spot. if uh, always always yeah, dude. I, I fucking hate it. <laughs> But yeah, man, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, I feel like this was probably one of our best best pods yet. Sweet. You know, a lot of really, really good, solid info here. Take. I didn't know. speak much, only because I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I agreed completely. Like a like, fucking sponge, dude. Like if I if in. I actually disagreed, I'm definitely calling it. Like I'll call it out. Right. Yeah. But I, you, I I definitely resonated with a lot of things. Like <laughs> pretty shit. much everything that you said. Because that's cool. It's yeah. I we think, all think very similar. I was going to say, I yeah. think yeah, being like a young male and this, especially this type of this time right now, yeah. it's very rare that you'll, you'll hear these, you know, things where you're trying to be disciplined. You're trying to work hard and, you know, get to a certain goal. Like being around like all this, like social media, it gets you money, yeah, but it can also be the worst thing 100%. and distract you from what you really need to do. 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to be distracted. It's 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 just a tool. And it's a lot better to be a creator than point. a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. I mean, it can you can take I mean, take it if if you want to succeed, I'm sure you know you can hook up with certain people on social media and at the same time it can fucking be your downfall cuz you're literally addicted and just mindless. Yeah. And then you have you get nothing done. <laughs> all has to, all has to do with intent too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I mean this this was a great conversation. De- definitely one of the best ones we've had yet, man. Um 
and I, I think we I think we all align with the whole no victim thing as well, especially yeah. with today's society. Um, you know, shit pisses me off. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but too many victims out there. I say 100%. it all the time. I, if someone has like a victim's mentality, I'll tell them like straight you, up. Like you're acting like a victim, and yeah. acting like a victim, it's not gonna get you any peace, and it's not gonna actually do anything for you in the future. No. Yeah, you are just gonna be stuck. You're gonna be sitting in the same spot. Yep. It's a power. Blaming it's everything stagnant. else except for yourself. Mm-hmm. Actually having accountability, making steps so you can actually get to that certain point. So yeah, yeah, dude. Um, definitely appreciate you coming on the pod and uh, yeah. definitely uh, had a lot in common for sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely. I, have I to knew. Come back. I knew it would. I knew I would resonate with you guys for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be back. I'm sure this won't be the last to hear from him. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me on, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Sweet. And we are out.